Hello, Phil Greens and Travelers on a Funny Path of Life. Um, I thought I was just finishing the recording when I realized it stopped before, so that's happened. So now I'm on a different app. Um, Anchor somehow, sometime can get stopped by something that I'm doing that I'm not aware of. Anywho, so I'm going to go on a different app and I will upload it to the Anchor app later on. Anywho, well, let's see how much of uh, how much of what I had already spilled out I can spill again. So I have uh, been walking out for a little bit, maybe twenty minutes, half an hour. I'm in a I'm in a field. Uh, well, I guess I can mention that you know the landscape has changed. We're not in uh, olive tree territory. So it's a different kind of a cropland, uh, rolling hills. Uh, I guess I'm sure a lot of wheat, well, it looks like wheat. And um, today, looking at around 32K kilometers. And um, what's 30K in, uh, in miles? 18, I guess. Like around maybe 18, 18 and a half miles. To the distance, I have no idea of the elevation gain and loss, since I never look at that stuff, because it doesn't really help me. It doesn't change anything. I'm not going to get up earlier, uh, and I'm not going to start sooner, so it would be what it would be. So we shall see what's coming. And uh, we're looking at very sunny weather, no clouds. Inside, it's a little cool right now. I have my little mid-layer, but I have the feeling that within an hour, that's going to come off. So my guess is uh, I will break a sweat today. And I'm not talking about the distance between my, my back and my backpack, which doesn't take much for that to sweat. That's almost inevitable. So... After my recording last night, you know, I went back to the Albergue, and we had those ladies, and there have been four of them that came to visit the Association of the Friends of the Mozarabe Camino. And they were there for about an hour. So very nice. They come here to do uh, every Thursday to do the, the seal, to give a seal, to give a stamp of a pilgrim on, your, on a pilgrim passport for the one who won it. But they only come on Thursday, so <laughs> that's when we were here, which is kind of weird. So I guess only once a week people can get the stamps. I don't know. Many people like to have all the stamps on their pilgrim passports. I'm definitely, I'm done with that. Actually, I was done with that since uh, 2002. Once I, I think I burned it. Once I burned my pilgrim passports after coming back home a little bit, realizing that has nothing to do with the Camino. You know, the Camino was the actual experience of the Camino. That is what was relevant. Not uh, memorabilia, not uh, the diploma that they give you, La Compostela, that they give you in Santiago. But anywho, but for most people, you know, it has a sentimental value. I understand it. And so they only come once a week anyway. So very, very enjoyable uh, exchange. Very nice ladies, you know, there were like uh, seven of us in the dining room with our clothes hanging in a portable uh, clothes hanger in there. Kind of a tight space for all of us, but uh, a nice, nice time. Nice little moment, very light. And, uh, oh, funny anecdote. So the guys went to, ooh, there's a big dog here. You're big. You are so big. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Come here. Come here. <laughs> You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Anyhow. So Gaten and Victor went to the grocery store to get a few things. And uh, they both got yogurt, but they were different. One was a strawberry flavored, and the other one was fig flavored. 
And somehow Gaten, who is, uh, I'm not sure if he plays a role, but he might have some, I mean, you could think it uh, maybe pertinent. He's 75 years old. He somehow, so he bought the strawberry flavored yogurt, and it's a, a pack of four, both of them, they were a pack of four, different color too, the containers, the plastic containers. And somehow, Gaten ate two of Victor's yogurt, which were figs, without realizing it. And <laughs> so I didn't know that at the time, you know, I was with Gaten and we're talking and then Victor came in a little bit later. And uh, it was like, well, what happened to my yogurts? And I'm like, what do you mean? It was like, well, those are mine and there's two missing. And I'm like, <laughs> Gaten. I've been laughing a lot lately. Uh, I guess one of the side effects of the Camino. And he's like, Gaten. Ate them, <laughs> and it was mind blowing. How could me? How could How? Oh my goodness! How could he mistake figs for strawberries? Anywho, and then we asked him, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and I didn't even really like them. <laughs> it was very funny. So, and that brings me to one of the interesting uh, things that can happen on the Camino. And not that it cannot happen outside of it, but I think the propensity for it to happen more on a Camino is higher, the probability. Sorry. And uh, to get lost, so to have your uh, modus operandus, operandis, I forgot your, you know, your operation manual, to be uh, out of whack. The way you normally process, do things, the way your mind normally works, you know, day in, day out walking, you know, good weather, bad weather, tired, energy or feeling bad, you get bad news, whatever they are, you know, life still happens, but you, for almost everybody, you move every day, you go to a different place, you know, you cover different distances, different terrain, and some days are just hell, some days are like a breeze. So you have all those things going on. And there is, I've mentioned the word hypnotic. There is something sometimes hypnotic about um, the Camino. And it can throw you off your game. And I almost felt, I, did, I wasn't going to, eh, but I thought of telling Gaten, I said, man, enjoy that. Enjoy what happened. You know, that you did that, that you had a different quality of Gaten, of being there, instead of the one you are so used to, you know, the one everybody expects of you in your everyday life. You know, where you live, where you eat, what you eat, where you shop, where you work, where you work out, all those things, you know, that you've defined your existence around, that you've wrapped, that you have wrapped tightly around your sense of identity and which one day sooner or later will go away you know like dust like smoke and it'll be gone and none of it will have mattered you know it, 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 none of it will have mattered so of course it matters for each individual you know what they do what they care about but we are taking it seriously Many of us, most of the time, we take our sense of identity so seriously and we forget that it's only temporary. And I guess if you're an atheist and you believe that when you're dead, that's it, there's nothing else, okay, then I guess that's, you know, that's the extent of your ride. All right. But I think for a lot of us, for, with many different kind of beliefs and ideology, we... We don't believe that that's all there is to it. And I'm not going to go into the weeds on this one. So, yeah, it's, it's one of the interesting, I would call it therapeutic things that you can experience on a Camino. A shift of identity, a shift of perception, uh, a shift of understanding which can be not only more potent, 
but more likely to occur than in your everyday life. And uh, yeah, I thought it was so cool what happened. Instead of trying to rectify it, making it politically correct all over again, you know, making amends and making it as if it never happened or as if it would never happen again. And not that there's anything wrong in that, you know, if I was to do that, which uh, was, was different for me. It was in uh, in the Portuguese, in the Camino Portuguese. I came to that uh, very, very nice albergue, a private one. It was awesome, stone house, just beautiful, beautiful place. And then I went in the kitchen and I always scavenge. I go and see what people have left and then I cook accordingly. So here there was an open container of like tomato sauce. And I'm like, okay, I'll use that. And then I went to the store. And then, uh, was it even? Yes, it was a grocery store. I got some groceries. And then cooked. And then turns out <laughs> that belonged to somebody. Somebody had come with an open container of tomato sauce, which is very weird. That is definitely not typical. People either leave them behind or they use it all but not carrying an open one. But this one did, this German gal. And again, she had an, uh, well, the open container of eggs. And basically, they were like, I don't know, three eggs or so, and I hot-boiled them. So she comes in the kitchen to uh, to look for a container and ask me, and I felt horrible, you know. And, yeah, and she did not enjoy it either. I mean, she was nice on my face, but then later on, she went to the owner, complained. It was kind of a... You know, it didn't turn out to be a big, big deal, but it definitely did affect me. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to make it right. And actually, I had a container of tomato, and I offered it to her, but she would not let me make amend. So, and I let it go. I was like, you know, I offered it to you. You chose not to. You're saying it's not a big deal. But then you are, you know, behind my back going to complain to the owner. And so I was like, that's fine. That's That's your homework. I'm not going to take that on me. But anywho, and you know, and it was challenging. You know, I have to say because I did feel guilty. Uh, it was, this one was a tricky situation because it was a very scattered place. So there were people in a bunch of different locations. So most places you can find the people who are there arrive early and I can ask them, is any of that stuff in there yours? And then it's very clear. And I didn't do it in this instance. But anywho, it's neither here nor there. So that's that's one of the things that I enjoy about the Camino. That something, some different things happen, you know. And of course, you know, being with other people. If the guy had been in a in a motel or in a hotel, none of that would have happened. There would be no problem. But to me, it feels like almost like being in a solitary. When you're in a hotel, it's very comfortable. You get your own bed. I mean, you have your own bed in an albergue, but you have your own space, you know. It's yours. You're the master of your kingdom. And in an albergue, the lines are blurred. You share the bathroom. You share the kitchen. You share the dorm, you know. You you share a blanket. I mean, you, you, it's just way more communal, and it's more messy, and it's more gray. But... Uh, you know, it is nourishing. You know, when you have a communal area, you know, whether you're going to interact or not with people, I mean, there is going to be passive interaction at the, at the minimum because people are going to be around you and you will have eye contact. Eye contact even if uh, even if you don't talk. And I find that very nourishing and very valuable and precious on the Camino for me, for sure. And I think for a lot of people too. And uh, to respect what people are, some people are going to be more outgoing than others. I've, I've met some very shy people. And to, of course, appreciate the differences and respect, you know, where people are coming from. I'll still try with most people to break the ice. <coughs> Sorry. Even more so if I sense awkwardness or shyness, you know, to try to crack the door open. But if I'm finding out, yeah, people are just fine where they're at then to respect it and move along. Uh, but it's, uh, it's nice. 
of the Camino. So we had a nice exchange with those ladies after after coming back in from the enjoying the bits of the sun before those clouds and that breeze, cool breeze kind of drove me inside. And then a little camaraderie with the guys. Uh like Gaten earlier was talking to me and he was asking me, you know, how was, uh, you know, did I just let my beard grow? Or do I trim it or what? And I was like, well, yeah, I trim it. I have my, my beard trimmer. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't. And, well, you know, you're welcome to use mine. And he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, he was very, very grateful later on, very thankful. I'm like, sure, man. And it feels wonderful, you know, to be helpful, to be helpful to, to other people, to be able to contribute. And share some of what you have um, with them. Anywho, anywho. Oh yes, notes. Uh, that being said, you know about the beauty about the albergue. I can also appreciate how some people. Well, some of them, some people are just they don't like the idea of. Or some may have had bad experience in the past. Like I remember Ricardo saying. I'm not staying in an alberg anymore. You know, I had some of my sheets stolen. And, uh, yeah, I have no argument there. I can appreciate. That's kind of a bummer. You know, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's a possibility. I would say maybe more so in the summer months, you know, when you have the college kids, the youth in there. But, uh, yeah, it can happen. And, uh, or, for, for the, some of the veterans of the Camino who are tired and want to be able to sleep well instead of snores and just want the peace and quiet in the evening. They're, they just, you know, maybe have a book or whatever and then just want the peace and quiet. So to each his own, right? Cada uno a su bola. So, les goûts et les couleurs, yeah? Uh, so it's not right or wrong anyway. Each one find his own rhythm, what works for him. But for me personally, it is something that I feel that I benefit from. And I can feel, you know, your inner, my energy changes being around people, being forced. Because I also enjoy it. Like this morning when they were gone, you know, I enjoy having the space to myself. So for sure, I take it off. I wouldn't be as happy if I was every day. You know, if I had the alberger to myself, that, that would not be as enjoyable. But it sure is nice from time to time to have it too. So it's nice to blend. And of course, you know, early in the spring, that's feasible, you know. When you start to go to May and for sure June, July, August, that's, that's going to be impossible. And I have never, well, last year, I did a little bit of August, and the whole COVID made things worse with the outbreaks filling out so quickly. But, uh, yeah, that I don't enjoy when it gets to be so crowded. Or you get to place after place, and they are full, 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 or, and you need to plan or over plan. And, uh, that was my question to, to Carmen yesterday it was like, here are my, uh, you know, because my, my trip to Merida is planned, you know. I know where I'm going, which town I'm going to be staying. It's like, do I have to worry about reserving a place in any of those towns from now until uh, Tuesday, I think, which is when I'm arriving in Merida? And she's like, no, you'll be fine. I said, good. Because I would rather not have to make a reservation. That being said, you know, the municipal albergues, they don't, which is great. Uh, well, I guess, again, that, that could also be an issue when they're going to fill up quickly. If you have almost no lodging option, it's kind of a bummer. But anyway, that's, I guess, part of the Camino. But it's nice to just get up in the morning, you do your stuff, and you walk. And you get to the place, I'm like, hey, I'm a pilgrim. I need a bed for the night. I was like, yeah, here you go. And then you have it. And you don't have to be doing anything else about it. You just have to show up. I like that. And uh, last year, I remember when I was doing it, this one is different because of my need to be in Barcelona uh, by the 6th, by the 5th. 
I have I have it planned. I have it laid out. But normally the way would be, well, I'll see how I feel today. And what a nice thing to be able to do. Let's just see today, you know, am I going to do 15K and being like, I'm done. Or, you know, or not get up with an alarm and wake up when you wake up. Take all your sweet time to do the thing that you want to do before you take off and, you know, take breaks here and there, whatever. Arrive when you do, wherever you end up, and then being like, okay, that's that's where I'm staying. And uh, this kind of Camino where I am right now, this time of the year, this is definitely feasible. But many of them, no. You kind of need to, uh, when we're going to like June, maybe even May, like on a French Camino, I think you would have to be more mindful and uh, plan a little more. So I guess it's kind of a negative consequences of a negative side effect of the success of the Camino in part, which is you get so much traffic that it changes, you know, the expectation. But that's that's just part of it. So it's nice, you know, even though I have it planned, you know, to not have to contact, not to, not to have to do any legwork ahead of time. Because I could change, yeah, you know, I'm still going to be in Merida on the 3rd. But, you know, I could take the bus if somehow or get a taxi or maybe go to a different place. And, uh, yeah, that's not a big deal. It's, you know, you can still... One way or the other, get, go to where you're getting, get to where you're going. Anyhow. So, not sure what kind of terrain. It doesn't look like, uh, I think it's gonna, so far anyway, it's gonna be gentle uh, hill rolling today. I was warned yesterday by gate, and there's gonna be a crossing that could be, you know, deep, kind of like in water, and there's a detour you can take like a cycling detour to avoid that. But then I was like, man, but dude, it's going to be like 24 degrees tomorrow. You know, I'm not going to get cold. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to cross it. Who cares that there is some water? In this case, I'm going to take my shoes off today. I won't be going with the shoes on and the socks. So it'll be like uh, my backpacking days when I would, uh, you know, show the students. You come to the crossing, when you have current, you know, you unbuckle your backpack just in case you lose control and you crash. You, you let your pack go so you have better, you can handle the, the water better. But, you know, you get your shoes and then your socks off, which in a way can be problematic if you have jagged rocks. But on the other hand, you feel better what's underneath you. And it's for sure with hiking poles, it's, it's quite safe. You just need to pay attention. So today I will be yeah, taking my shoes off, more than likely, if the water is deep enough. I don't want to get those bad boys wet if I don't have to. And there's no rain in sight. And then uh, uh, barefoot cross as a crossing. But yeah, it's just a little crossing. I'm like, yeah, what would I... Uh, I mean, unless we're talking about like waist deep. Because I don't have my trash bag to waterproof, really, the inside of my pack. So... Yeah, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to get it wet. So, that's something coming up at some point, but not concerned about it at all. Well, I know it's not going to be waist deep. So, whether it's ankle, knee deep, or almost hip deep, that's good. That's going to be manageable. Anyhow, anything else? I'm sure there was some good stuff I shared on the other one, but, uh, well, it's come and gone. Let it go. Mm. There you go. Oh, yes, 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 I remember. And I think I'll let you go after that, guys. For now, anyway. Um, so, I did practice. Uh, a nice chunk of time, which was nice after my nap. I was fresh. So I practiced languages last night. I was doing very well with my Japanese. Enjoyed the Wi-Fi so I could use a tablet. So I could see a lot better. Uh, not to myself, 
next cell phone plan I get, I want to make sure I get hotspot. So I don't want to be looking at my phone screen all the time. And uh, the day before, I started to watch a movie about the Unibomber, about Ted Kaczynski. And because uh, I'd watched Manhunt, the miniseries with Sam Worthington and Paul Bettany, and really enjoyed it. And uh started to watch the movie, but it just, uh, it didn't do it to me. The way they were doing it, the guy that was portraying him, I don't know. It just, uh, I enjoyed it way more with Paul Bettany as a Unibomber. So I was like, well, let me go in and watch it again. You know, it's, uh, I think it's an eight part, if I'm not mistaken, miniseries. And I really liked the character. I like how he developed it. You know, a lot of, uh, the movie was also about the relationship about those guys. It was about, it's a very interesting, uh, synergetic relationship between those guys because there were major differences and major similarities, you know, they just chose those two guys to deal with it differently. You know, one was quite violent and the other one was way more, way more for sure, night and day in terms of violence and peace, but with similar beliefs and similar emotional sensitivity, I would say. I think I would call them highly sensitive individuals. And uh, I found them both very relatable, uh, for sure. I think I would, uh, I would have liked to associate actually, if the guy that were portrayed and the way they were portrayed in, the, in that mini-series was close to reality, I think I would have enjoyed meeting them and then having some exchanges, you know, sharing, uh, life's point of view and experiences and philosophy and, you know, trial and errors. So I'm going to enjoy watching it for the maybe second or third time, you know, uh, about this one. So when I was getting my food ready yesterday, uh, I enjoyed that for a while. And in the evening too, getting ready to go to bed. So. I could tell you about Kilo, but uh, I will leave it at that for now. If I remember later, I'll bring it up about the pillow. But it's not a big deal at all. Just uh, some, maybe something barely not worthy. But for now, I'm going to keep on walking, enjoying a beautiful day, enjoying the body, the challenge, and uh, wishing you all a beautiful Friday. And uh, until next time, my friend, please plant Camino. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, pilgrims and travelers, but I'm having trouble to to open that door to start. So I'm going to go very slowly, I guess. Something I am not used to do. Definitely not today. Actually surprised to to feel my body fine after a very very strong show physical show today on the Camino. But anywho, it's neither here nor there. So I'll start with what's happening here. Or the the impetus to what I would call this inspiration. So I caught up with the guys left way earlier than I did and then I passed them toward the end of the, the Camino and I, I wasn't stopping because I was uh, having a blast pushing my body and sweating. Anyway, it was really enjoyable, which is really funny for me to say that. And uh, somehow my GPS took me to the wrong place, so I actually they ended up going to the city hall before I did. And uh, getting the key for the albergue. And I saw them and we, we came together. Uh, Victor had the keys open the door and I held the door open and let uh, 
Gaten go before me. And then he walked past uh, this room. It was a very narrow hall, the whole length of the house. Sorry, there's a call coming. And uh, then I opened the door, and then there was this bunk bed. And there was it just one bunk bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm taking it. You know, no second thought, no no guessing. And I'm like, yeah. And Gaten made a slight comment. Like, well, what happened with uh, Age Before Beauty, which I mentioned when I let him pass to the entrance, and I said nothing. And then I gave myself set up and, you know, took my shower. But I think I felt stung by the comment, like somehow guilty, you know, like I should have asked. And uh, I was not definitely not overwhelmed, you know, by the feeling. It was not one of those things, but kind of uh yeah get get pegged by it uh sorry guys i'm looking here and there's something for paper you know me and my recycling still looking for plastic oh i can see the church with a crane no not crane stork stork spain has a lot of uh stork nest on top of the steeple of the church anywho so interesting and then eventually those guys went upstairs and there's a big dorm. And then that's where they settled. Very nice. High, uh, high ceiling. So it was going to be a nice cold night. But, uh, so I guess none of that matters. Again, we're looking at a trigger here. It is really irrelevant, but the feeling is not. And I'm kind of learning. Maybe I'm becoming a, a hunter. Hal Robinson, one of my teacher, would talk about being a stalker, an energy stalker. You know, to, yeah, to, to, to hunt yourself in a way. You see what triggers you, you know how you react, and then to stay with it. And I could feel, uh, and I can still feel it now to some extent, which is part of why I want to do a recording now, um, about the shift in the energy. And I'm not sure if that interaction was actually the whole reason but I guess it doesn't matter because uh, I felt it and I'm still feeling some remnants of it I'm actually I get to the main square which is very small the church is like close to buildings so about three kids playing in the streets Friday evening yeah the weekend is on now Goes out there at the city hall. Anywho, and uh, yeah, um, wanting to be isolated, I guess. Wanting to be alone. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But definitely kind of a, a low kind of feeling, if you know what I mean. And it really felt great today. Uh, I really am surprising myself. Or I should say I am surprised by how well I am doing physically. Getting a little distracted by those kids. Playing with soccer. So anyway, so I'm on the bench right there. And I'm basking in the sun. going to enjoy that for a bit. So, that feeling, that feeling in my second chakras, which is uh, the big theme in my life, feeling that kind of a knot. Okay, this kid is going to come very near me. Hola, hola, hola. ¿Qué estás intentando hacer? Anywho, he came right by me, say hello. They're very social, uh, for sure. 
not not too shy kids in, in Spain. Anywho, so becoming quiet, feeling yes, yeah, feeling quiet, feeling a sense of uh, smallness, I guess. Interesting. Interesting to sorry, kids' behavior. Anyhow, I'm not gonna move, I'm gonna chill here. There's a bunch of benches, but interesting. So, back to the task at hand. So, feeling that knot in my second chakra. I'm gonna go nice and slow. I'm not gonna try to rush into it. Let it sit, let it percolate nice and easy. Mm. And again, it has nothing to do with gaping. Wait, <laughs> sorry. I guess this is my third uh, recording for my after hike. So <laughs> Nathan got lost again today. Um, anyhow, and of course, you know, he has, he has an iPhone, he has a GPS and all that stuff, so I'm not sure what it is, but, uh, well, that happens to me too, actually, uh, last year, yeah, it happens, it's just a daydream, that's okay, not a big deal, but anyway, kind of funny, even more, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not quite well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm losing the track here. I'm going into the weeds. I can sense it. So let's stay with the feeling. The 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 feeling, the quieting, the smallness of it, the kind of shift in the energy. Shit, I think I'm gonna have to switch. It's too. I'm gonna get sunburned if I stay here too long. Let me see if I can find a bench. Okay, okay. Alright, I'll come here. There we go. Get a shade. And actually, I can look at the, I can look at the store in the nest. I like at least, oh my, there's quite a few nests here. Anyhow. So, uh, yeah, the feeling. So the feeling in my second chakra, so in my belly, um, that's, it's kind of a recurrent story in my life. Something triggers something in that place, and once you get activated, it's kind of a it's kind of an over, overwhelming feeling. Let's get that back. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm, I guess I'm going to be going back and forth between those two because that's kind of happening right now. So you have three boys. It's gotta be. It's gotta be pretty young. One girl in the roller skates, and then three boys in that small town. So back to the feeling, feeling of smallness, feeling the shrinking, the feeling things quieting down, kind of wanting to. Actually, not so much to hide. That was more so in the past. No, I don't. But kind of... Uh, I'm not even sure I'd want to be alone. But definitely it would be hard to just talk about the weather, like with the guys. To just talk about... Uh, what's happening on the Camino. I just kicked the ball on the roof of that church. And uh, having fun. Kids being kids. So, I think for me what's most significant is really the sense, there's a shift in the energy. You know, from something kind of light, exuberant, and not that it is better, but the quality, the 
the sense of being overpowered by that energy is what stands out because it shuts down everything else. That's that's what stands out. ¿Cuántos años tiene? ¿Y los demás? ¿Lo mismo? No, más joven, ¿no? Okay. I was thinking I was thinking eight or nine, so. But anyway. So, I guess it's kind of like an unobserved sensation for me, meaning when it would happen, my main focus was to try to tame it down, was to try to alleviate it or to get rid of it. And interesting, now we have another, another kid that just... Uh, I'm not sure if it's an electric, uh, what do you call them, those little scooters, those two-wheelers, uh, I guess a scooter, I think it's called, yeah? Anyway, and he's just uh, standing on the side of this guy, in a way, passively trying to hold their attention. Trying to join in. I guess you're having kind of... No, it's not an But anywho, so yeah, feeling well. Obviously, I'm feeling tired. So I'm going to have to do with uh, the walking that happened today. You know, 32 kilometers is not a cakewalk, and. Uh, Really had a wonderful day. It was a beautiful, uh, beautiful day. A very cool, breezy morning. So the sun finally started to blast, but it wasn't until after afternoon, really. So I had like about five hours of very pleasant, uh, idyllic, really, weather. It was awesome. And then you had those, uh, you had those gentle rolling hills. Uh, all over, you have those beautiful fields of wildflowers, sometimes those tall grasses of uh, up to four feet on either side of me in that pass uh, on the Camino. It was really gorgeous. The warning we given about the, the crossing of the water to get the, to get the, the bike, you could bypass it. And uh, of course, I chose not to. And in the end, not only was the water not high, but there was a bunch of uh, stones that you could step on. And then not get your feet wet at all. So I didn't even take my shoes off. But to honor uh, the idea of taking my shoes off, because I was thinking it was a little more than halfway, I think. Yeah, it was more than halfway through the hike. And I was thinking, well, I'll, I'll eat food. I'll stop, uh, you know, uh, when I cross, find a cool spot, and then uh, you know, maybe be a food or whatever, and then enjoy that area. So I didn't uh, take my shoes off, so I kept going, and I kind of wanted to, I didn't want to stop actually. And then I found that beautiful oak, and I was like, no, I'm stopping, I'm stopping here. And then I took my uh, my shoes off, I, hang, uh, I hung my socks on a branch, and I had a wonderful uh, snack slash uh, brunch. Well, actually it wasn't a brunch, I had breakfast. But very, very nice, where I got uh, refreshed from the nice wind blowing being in the shade and uh, and then resume the walk and in the last uh, eight kilometers of today's uh, of today's walk we're on asphalt ran on the road with uh, no shoulders to speak of and i just started to blaze starting to push go stronger and I was saying I think yeah I was looking it was about around eight kilometers and I was like I'm just gonna go strong and then finish really strong I felt good the body felt good and I wanted to push myself. I'm really surprised about how how strong I've been feeling on this stretch of the Camino. Uh, more strong than uh, more strong than last year, more strong well 2019 was a blast as well. 
but in 2000, uh, the, actually the Via de la Plata, I struggled, you know, and also being by yourself, uh, I've always viewed that as a, as a challenge, meaning, you know, when you have company, like when I was with Matthew, you know, you can feed of each other. And in my case, when somebody has trouble, I thrive. I just do better. I can't explain it, but I just do. Uh, kind of the going against the grain kind of anthony. But anywho, so I started to pick up the pace, you know, going at a good click. And then at uh, one point, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a pilgrim ahead of me, quite a distance, but I could see him. I see him on two or three occasions because, you know, the, the road was curving, but I'm like, I think it's a pilgrim. So I just, it fired my ass. And then it took me a while, but eventually I caught up, and it wasn't just one, it was two of them, and they were Victor and uh, Gaten, and I smoked them. And I just could, I was like, I'm not stopping, uh, you know. I, of course, I greeted them, exchanged a couple of uh, banalities, and then just went on, and then just all out. I mean, all out. We're talking about, uh, if I had not had the pack, I would have been running. And, uh, yeah, a strong feeling. Interesting. And then, of course, uh, in the end, they ended up getting the key before I did because my GPS took me to, I don't know why, I put City Hall and, uh, and it took me to a neighborhood. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, you know, I felt what I felt. Uh, no, I did not want to isolate myself like I would in the past, kind of wanting to hide. That was definitely something that I did. And actually, you know, I'm here now. I'm in, uh, I'm in this square. So you have those kids. Uh, they got close to me a few times, and there's an older kid now that's joined them, so they're playing a little soccer game. But they're nearby, so it's a little company. You know, it's indirect. It's it's in a distance, but uh, but it's nice. It's nice to have a what would you call it? A communal silence. <laughs> a brotherhood of communal silence, so having company but not needing or wanting to do anything more with that. So interesting. Just interesting that feeling. I don't want. I don't really want to do too much about it. You know, I uh, I obviously accept it. I mean, there is a. It's a recurring sensation. It's happened to me many, many times in my life. But in the past, when it would happen, my main focus was to take care of business, was to get rid of it. So, to do what I could. Para no comerme el coco, yeah? To don't, to don't, to, to not have the head spinning around. I like, I like the comercial coco. I think it's a cool expression in Spanish. It's like to eat one's uh, brain. <laughs> You're eating your own brain type deal. So you be, being obsessed, you know, not being able to let it go. Anyway, I like it. Uh, something I like about languages. And actually, a little kind of a segue here. San. ¿Cómo estás? Me gusta. ¿Cómo se llama? ¿Es un scooter? This little kid. Um, about languages. I remember being in middle school and remember that I took uh, English and Spanish. So I guess sixth grade was uh, English, sixth grade, seventh grade, and in eighth grade I had to take uh, English and Spanish. You have to take a second foreign language. And uh, that was one of the that was one of the few topics, a few classes that I took where I did not cheat. I actually studied because I actually enjoyed it. And I, I kind of forgot about that. That I actually, and I was doing good. I remember the, my Spanish teacher telling me, requete bien, which means excellent. Actually, I don't hear that here in Spain anymore, but that's something that she used. She would use bien, muy bien, estupendo, requete bien. There were like four, four levels of, uh, of praise. And uh, I enjoyed it. I don't even know why, you know? But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed studying that. So it kind of makes sense when I was talking to, you know, Gaten and, you know, talking about, yes, yeah, some people, they just, it's just easier for them. 
and it's not that it's easier for me to learn it, but I enjoy I enjoy the process and then the obstacles and the failures are not enough to deter me. And maybe that's something that's not talked too much about. That factor, that significant factor, which is, it's not that you're better, it's that, that you keep doing it. Kind of like musician who can practice, you know, for like uh, four, six, eight, ten hours a day. You know, they just go, go, go. And not everybody can do that. <laughs> Little kid is again parking his scooter right here by the, the dried fountain by the church. So anywho, something about languages, and I really enjoy, uh, I love learning expressions. I do love the Spanish expressions. They're very powerful one. Some which are weird, like with milk, which have to do with uh, breastfeeding with the mother. Ser la leche means like uh, being awesome, which means being the milk, like saying you the milk. <laughs> it would make no sense in English, but in Spanish it would mean uh, you're awesome. And then darse, darse una leche, it's like getting hurt, you know, like falling and getting hurt, or darle una hostia. Hostia is a, uh, I keep forgetting, uh, the, my goodness, what do you call the darn thing that you eat when you go to mass? The thing of bread, the little round thing, shit, I forgot. Anywho, but anywho, that's neither here nor there. So... A little, little strife among the kids. Something happened when he's not happy, he's walking away. And that little soccer game they had going on. <laughs> Anywho, so I guess there's not much more really I want to share about that. It's definitely more enjoyable, that feeling, with a beautiful day here in Andorra. Oh, actually, no, we're in Extremadura. I crossed here before arriving to Monte Rubio de Serena, or de la Serena. I don't know if there's an la or not. But, uh, yeah, you had a sign telling, you know, that you were crossing, you were changing uh, of uh, autonomous uh, community. Are these the storks making that noise? Oh, here's one taking off. Anywho. So it was a wonderful day today. Again. Uh, I'm spacing out a little. Spacing out a little. It kind of makes sense at the end of the day. So everything is taken care of, you know. Uh, the whole check-in in the albergue, my shower, my laundry, the shopping. I have made the reservation for Sunday and Monday. The only one I didn't was for Merida, which should not be an issue. I think I will more likely stay in the albergue there. Uh, I can't quite justify spending the money for an Airbnb or for a private place to stay. That doesn't quite make sense. So, I mean, it's not horrible. It's not really horrible either. The place is right by the water, you know, not too far from the center. I stayed there in 2019. Um, yeah, and of course it would be fine, and then there would be an opportunity to maybe meet some people, you know. I don't know if I'll still be, if I'll still be going at the same pace that I am. Because uh, next two days are going to be like 27, 20 kilometers, but then I'm doing again another 37, 38. Uh, I was actually even looking at uh, doing a big one, doing a 40 or so uh, kilometers the, in two days, but uh, there is no lodging. It's a very, very small plant. Me Medellin? Medellin? Sounds like uh, Colombia. A Medellin cartel. Anyhow. So... But all in all, great day. Oh, I didn't mention, 
uh, I had this sweet encounter with this mastiff, big one, big one. She was very skinny, beautiful, such a sweet face. I got a little concerned at first because of, of course, uh, the possibility of, you know, I mean, she's behind the fence, it's a property, so, and she had a puppy. So, you know, of course, uh, thinking of a protective uh, strand, but she was just so sweet, so submissive. So I really enjoyed petting her and, yeah, I petted her neck and, anyway, very, very sweet. But I, I was definitely mindful of uh, any kind of change of sign like that hair going up on the on the back or you know or maybe showing teeth or whatever but none of it happened she was uh maybe she's well i don't know either she get the shit bit out of her by her owner or maybe she just has a very sweet owner and she has very good experience with human being and uh, is not predisposed to to be angry or to be that aggressive toward us as we pass by so that was very very nice very, very nice. Mm. Four more days. Four more days until Merida. I'm not going to say it's been a cakewalk, I mean, because it's not, but it's it's been relatively smooth. Oh, yes, still need to contact Beata. Strange name, Beata. I think she's British, if I'm not mistaken. But she lives in Barcelona, so more than likely we'll uh, we'll see. But the fifth will be the only option in uh, maybe to have dinner together because um, on the sixth after I get my paperwork, I'll be going to Montserrat. I'll be getting out of uh, I'll be getting out of Barcelona. There's no nothing. Even the La Sagrada Familia was uh, it's, it's okay, but. I don't find anything mind-blowing about it. <sighs> so. One more day. I, I'm kind of going all over the place here, aren't I? I don't think I'm feeling it much now. I'm not sure if venting it to you, you know, has helped uh, alleviate it, which is part of why I was doing it. One, I was curious to see if something would come up by uh, by being with it, by expressing it, you know, as it was happening, you know, while I wasn't in control, you know, while it was still a little raw. But... Uh, yeah, it's kind of... Diminish, it's dimmed down. So I am feeling a little tired. My nap was not like yesterday, which in a way I'm glad of. It was short, uh, and I did the kind of did a, like a supported uh, bridge pose with pillow and then comforter to elevate that, and that was that was nice to stretch that lower back. And I watched again the the manhunt Unibomber. I watched that uh, when I was cooking and doing something else. And I'm enjoying it. I can't quite pinpoint it. I guess it's it's kind of interesting how I see my not that I see myself, but Something, cosas me llaman la atención. Yeah, there's something that just calls, they just call me. They just, I'm interested in them. And I don't really know why. I don't know about you, but I don't really have a, I don't have a clear idea of who Anthony is. And at this juncture in my life, it's something that, it's not really significant, it's not that interesting anymore. The idea of searching, understanding who I am, the idea of doing like psychotherapy or analysis or any of that psychoanalysis makes no sense whatsoever. I think I would be bored to death by trying to get to know Anthony in that way. You know, trying to go back to the past or... I don't think I would find 
I would I don't think I would find anything useful. So I think as I blaze, you know, as I keep blazing for onward on my journey that I call life for however long, you know, I still have on on this earth. I'm curious, you know, when I uh, when I make a move, you know, when I make a decision, where that might lead me, what 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 I may experience along the way, who I might meet and what I might learn through experience about myself. So not something intellectual. And uh, definitely as of late, the the solitary side is definitely a, a prevalent ingredient. You know, it's definitely the main ingredient. Uh, I do enjoy having some company, but on small doses. And I do find it more balanced with a higher dose of solitude. Yeah, people, small doses, George Collin says, you know, I like people, you know, like, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes stop, no more than that. And uh, that kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's, that's not like uh, for everybody. There's some people I could be with them for hours. You know, like Pilar, because it's not about talking. It's not about, it's about just being with somebody. There aren't many people, but when I do have that sensation, the way that I feel, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to leave a person. And if anything, that's actually, uh, it's challenging for me to learn to stop. In most cases, people are the one who basically will say, hey man, I have to go. <laughs> I say, okay, I, I can hold a long time. And I think out of all the conversation I had with Pilar, possibly one, possibly only one time where I'm the one who kind of transitioned to an exit. And the rest has always been her. And it's not even the same, you know, talking to her on the phone versus being with her. Because when I was with her, I don't think I would have, I don't think I never would have wanting it to stop. Whether it was, you know, sitting on a couch or sitting outside reading, doing some things or on a swing in Hamilena, all those moments. Yeah, I never wanted them to stop. I, I was going to juice them for as long as I could. For what it's worth. Anywho. So, definitely this Camino has been kind of a quiet as far as pilgrims are concerned, and I have to say, I, I am not the worst for wear. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Anything else, my friend? Anything else? I think I'm, I'll see. I'm going to see about doing some some language, possibly. I'll see how my brain is. If not, I'll uh, I'll enjoy some Unibomber <laughs> Manhunt Unibomber. I really like uh, Paul Bettany's performance. I like him as an actor. Uh, Margin Call that was one about the, the crash in 2008. Um, with Kevin Spacey, Demi Moore, um, Jeremy Irons. Uh, and I might watch that movie again, even though I don't really quite understand much about that shit, about the whole investment banking and all that stuff. But anyway, but I like, I like uh, Paul Bettany. He was one of the manager of the stockbrokers. I think there were stockbrokers under him. Anyhow. And also he played in, I don't know, I don't know if it was a Da Vinci Code or Angels and Demons, but one of the Da Vinci Code movies with um, Tom Hanks. I just don't know which one. I think it was the first one with uh, Audrey Tautou. But anyhow, so we'll see. So I'm going to move on down. I don't know where those guys are. They want to get a drink, but I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to walk back to the Albrecht. Maybe I'll see them there. Gonna enjoy, enjoy chilling. It's very nice, you know, 
cool house where we're staying. Funny design, very narrow hallway, very narrow room. Makes me wonder what kind of uh, usage this place was used for before. But anyhow, so I'll let you go now. For whoever is uh, again brave enough to have been able to withstand my uh, non-stop ranting, my digressing, my diversions, as I practice the art of uh, free flow expression, I guess that's what I would call it, improvisation, yeah, it's some form of improvisation, so I'm definitely not a stand-up comedian, but uh, but I do like the idea of being able to tap into the moment, and uh, though I haven't find that the authentic voice, that genuine voice of Anthony that I would love to share with the world that I feel somehow would have a use and a place. I still believe that, but I have not found it and I don't know if I will. I don't know if I have the guts, if I have the resilience or the fortitude to, to get to a place where I am not so influenced by the world, by everybody else's, by my ideas of what everybody else expects. You know, the balancing act between consideration, honesty, and all of those things. Anyway, on that note, my friend the Stork and I wish you a beautiful evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and then uh, we will talk soon. Ciao. Buen camino.